0: Hey, where are you from? So, uh, what do you do? That's what you get asked a lot, right? When you're meeting someone new, at a party, your dating profile. So tell the world the answer to both of those questions at the same time. We figured out how. We just launched a brand new online store that has all 50 states represented with gear for physical therapists, now at ptpintcast.com, a stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee, Check. South Carolina physical therapist t shirt. Yeah, we got that. Face mask for a Florida PT. Check and double check. Great gear for life. All showing off your profession and your home state. PT gear store available now at ptpinecast.com. So go there and you can show off your profession and home state at ptpinecast.com.
1: We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like craft beer for your ears. This is the PT Pinecast.
0: Doing this thing live, this is PT Pinecast. Hey, before we get started, do you want to say uh, that there is something pretty cool? We've got cooking online at ptpinecast.com. You guys kept asking like for pint glasses, for t-shirts, the whole nine and i was like making them like one off and like selling them out of my apartment it's like going to the post office and like i gotta ship these 11 t-shirts so we set up like a legit store online i just got my i drink and i know things which is my favorite line from game of thrones I drink and i know things uh it's tumbler. i don't know how it works people but it keeps your hot hot and your cold cold that's just what it does there's beer in this one, so we want it to stay, stay cold. So uh, check out the store now at ptpinecast.com. Also want to say thanks to our friends at cbdrx is your CBD store uh, covering the ABCs of CBD. You've got questions about CBD. A lot of your patients might be taking this for wellness, for sleep, for stress. It's over the counter a lot of places. Do you know exactly how this is affecting your patients? Uh, again, the ABCs of CBD at cbdrx Dot com. Get the scoop there. We're also giving away some free pint glasses from your CBD store. You can sign up to win that. You know, No cost or anything like that. Sign up to win. We're giving away a set monthly. Uh, do that online at that website again, ptpintcast.com. Got a great show for you tonight. We're talking about uh, a returning guest. Always like when we have returning guests, plus a fellow alum of Marymount University. As You see the logo here. Uh, Talking about concierge physical therapy. You've probably heard it for a while now. I remember when I first heard it in PT school a couple years ago, they were saying, that won't stick around. We're still talking about it. It's here. It's a model. Maybe you've heard about it enough. We're going to dig into this just a little bit more and educate you on what it is, and maybe it's a good fit for you. So let's start the show. Love that intro coming in hot. Uh, welcome to PT Pinecast, a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories in the world of physical therapy. Online at PT That's the socials, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the whole nine. Uh, also, the website PT Pinecast.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show. See, so you never miss an episode. If you're watching live and I see a bunch of you watching live, drop down below. Who are you? Just where are you geographically? Tell us where you're watching if you're watching live. If you're watching that replay, same thing. This is me from the past talking to you in the present. Where are you watching from? It's creepy how this whole time thing works. Uh, mentioned at the top of the show. We're talking about concierge physical therapy as a model. We've got an expert on it. Uh, this is a, a PT and CEO of concierge physical therapy, uh, which is a cash-based practice. And provides a variety of physical therapy services right to your door, or maybe you're providing those services to your patients' doors. Let's welcome fellow Marymount University alum physical therapist, Brian Williams. Brian, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Jimmy, greetings. Happy Cinco de Mayo.
0: Happy Cinco de Mayo. I was, when we were scheduling this a while ago, I think we had to push it back a little bit. And I was like, hey, when can we get you on the show? And I was like, hey, we got something open early May. And I was like, five, five is a very special number. So, (laughs) Happy Cinco de Mayo! First question is always the hardest. What are we drinking? I, I know what I'm drinking.
1: What uh, yeah, quite honestly, just water right now. Okay. Um, once, once we're done, I'm, I'm going to have a Don Julio and lime juice. But uh, you
0: know, doing the good stuff. I have just yeah. got into Sierra Nevada is doing a summer break, and sure. after I, mean, I don't need to talk about the last year, but he's had. I'm just ready for like warm weather, doing something <laughs> outside safely, of course. But just give me the summer break. So cheers to you! I'm going to take a little sip in my I, I drink and I know things mug. <laughs> As we are watching the live streamers, hello, we've got uh, Jesse from Albuquerque. I'm going to take a left turn in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico, where we were just uh, just about a year ago at the uh, National Student Conclave. Uh, so, Brian, we had you on the show a, a little while ago. It was about, actually before we we hit record. It was a year ago that we actually had. Yeah. You on, which seems it like it
1: was January, ago. February. And I think the show hit like the Monday after the covid reality set in. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was crazy.
0: All right, so we we touched on a bunch of different things in Concierge PT. It's still going strong. This is what you do. You're almost a hundred percent just CEO role, business role now with Concierge Physical Therapist, right?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm nearly one hundred percent out of this uh, clinically. Um, you know, I cherry pick some some clients that live you know a couple miles from my house here in Dallas, Texas. But the majority of what I'm doing day to day is you know I look at myself as the the quarterback of of what's going on here. Just Call and plays, changing concepts, tweaking systems that are in place, and is trying to maximize what we have already established.
0: All right, so let's walk us through the model again, just for people who are who are uh, yeah. who are saying hi for the first time. Yeah. Let's do concierge physical therapy, and then let's talk about your organization. So let's just talk about like the yeah. the term that a lot of people throw around a lot: concierge. Yeah. Physical, what is it?
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, co- the term concierge connotes uh, a certain concept of just like a, an extra level of service, you know, a face-to-face, high-level, high-quality service. Um, in, in the healthcare world, that, that term has been used traditionally with um, a sort of membership-based, subscription-based platform where you're paying in whatever, 1500 bucks a month, and then you get so many sessions and then sort of preferred access to a therapist or, or a healthcare professional. To my knowledge, there's actually no physical therapy clinics operating with that, that subscription-based model. There might be, but to my knowledge, there aren't. We don't operate that way. Um, we are strictly a pay-per-appointment situation. Um, but we we take that concierge term, you know, very seriously to the extent of not only do we deliver services in home, in gyms, in, in a client's office. Uh, we actually have a therapist out in Portland, Oregon, doing uh, uh, treatments in someone's RV, you know, just random yeah. places that, you know, in, in PT school, you never think of like, oh, I'm going to have to do a, a PT session in someone's RV. But, you know, yeah. that's the type of stuff we offer. Um, and beyond the convenience of it, it it's just... Uh, like I said earlier, it's a higher level of service and really sort of um, you know thinking differently about where physical therapy and physical therapists enter into the healthcare paradigm. Um, certainly, with direct access as prolific as it is nowadays, we're you know we're frontline um, healthcare providers at this point. You know, right. physicians um, certainly have traditionally been been that role, but uh, PTs are certainly stepped up and and we we are definitely frontline healthcare providers.
0: It really talks about what we have on this on the show and, and and on social media talk about focusing on the value for the end user, patient, client, customer, whatever you want to talk about is, um, you know, if you're doing concierge physical therapy in an RV, I need you to come to me. I need you to do that. If you're a, you know, Wall Street uh, lady working at Wall Street and you're working 80 hour weeks and you're like, I've got an issue, but I can't leave. I can come to you. So it really, I mean, it makes me think of that. Remember that show on USA, Royal Pains, where it like followed like that concierge doctor. I think it was on like in the Hamptons, Long Island. But yeah. it really focuses like, yes, I can provide the care. I'm really going to focus around you. It's kind of just flipping the model and saying, you don't, instead of you coming to me and you wait in line and you sit in that in that chair and wait for you to be mm-hmm. called. It's like I come to you off and people want that. Like people oh, yeah. just do that. So they will come towards that and say, okay, I have I have two, I have several choices. I pick that.
1: Yeah it's the Amazon Uber effect you know people want things delivered to them and you know in some regards you know money is is a secondary um, consideration um, my- so it yeah it's all about that that obsession over client satisfaction the client experience And that's, you know, getting back to what I do day to day. It's just analyzing every touch point that we have. What is it like if someone wants to come into our our business? How does that look from the outside, from that first email, that first phone call to follow ups to to everything? Um,
0: Let's talk about about it from a clinician standpoint. They're they're nodding Mm -hmm. along, right? Because you mentioned you're the quarterback calling the plays. Well, there needs to be some people across the country near RVs or near Wall Street, wherever they may be, um, providing the care. So. When a clinician says, okay, Brian, you got me. I'm at your website. I'm thinking about doing this. And they say, How what's what's my day like or how does this work for me? Do I sit? Do I wait? Am I, you know, similar to a, an Uber driver? I'm waiting for it to be matched. Am I am yeah. I left and right? How does this work from a clinician perspective?
1: Yeah. Well, first let me talk about therapists contacting uh, you know, a PT business owner to work for them. You know, since COVID, even before COVID, we get a tremendous amount of unsolicited people, you know, wanting to work for us and if i have any one bit of advice for a new grad or or any pt out there looking to work in this model you you have to craft some sort of introduction letter that you know you can copy and paste it and tailor it more specifically to the business you're approaching but you know the the stuff we get it's it's really disappointing a lot of times Mm. to be honest with you oh yeah um we'll get emails that are say hey you know i've always wanted to do concierge pt how much do you guys pay yeah. Um, you know, first, I got, yes. I got 20, 20 years of experience. I could do this, you know, it, just very short, you know, not a lot of detail. And with this model, um, you know, it, it, well, with any service business, which we are in, right. It, it's, it's about relationships. You, right. you have to build relationships. And if you can't get past that first step with an email, phone call, whatever, uh, it's just not going to work. Red so
0: flag. you're saying red flag right from the start
1: immediately immediately goes to the you know the archive box um so i have absolutely you know turned away or not responded to well-qualified clinicians wow. just based on on their introduction to me and have hired you know newer new, newer pts or someone with less credentials just because they took the time to you know write a three or four paragraph. Explanation about why they're they're interested in this and and how it would work for them. So,
0: can know, I tell you a quick story? How I got my first job yeah. in radio yeah. um, was sending out resumes, and probably I was thinking along the lines of what you were talking about, which is like everything just kind of looks like similar, and you know nothing really stands out. And I was looking at radio, which is like, hey, it's a field of creative people, and you got to out create the creatives. So I I created a magazine because I wanted to show off that I had like design skills, bro- you know, writing skills, broadcasting, Created a fake magazine wrote a cover article about myself in the third person, made a bunch of ads, turned the ads into radio commercials and put them on a CD, slid that in the magazine, put the magazine in a box, wrapped the box like a birthday present and and mailed it to the program director because I was thinking, he's going to get a million boxes and packages. Why is he going to open this one first? So I put a bow on it. And I got a call saying, is this Jimmy McKay? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I got your... (laughs) I don't... Your thing... Can you come in for a call? But you're, 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 what you're doing is you're yeah. highlighting. Listen, if you're not putting any effort into contacting me, how are you going to yeah. be contacting our patients? You're yeah. obviously yeah. not putting them first. I mean, you need to build a relationship as you started with.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jimmy, that's next level stuff right there, by the way. <laughs>
0: well, since I was unemployed for two yeah. months, I had a lot of time to think about it. Like, yeah. My mom and my dad were like, you're going to get a job soon? Because if you don't get a job in radio, we got you got to get a job somewhere. And I was like, I want to do the radio thing. You got to figure out a way through the side door. So that's... <laughs> really good advice which yeah, is i understand is. if you're a new grad if you're looking for a position yes quantity is important right set it yeah. put it any hook but like focus on the ones you really want because you really want it to be a good fit for you too so maybe put your best foot forward think about it oh yeah
1: yeah and you know it, certainly i think a lot of times people in, in all professions you know especially ours in some regards you know we put experience um probably a little bit too high on on the list i mean um, I, I have learned that experience is often overrated. Um, if you're experienced in a bad system, in a, yeah. a flawed way of thinking, I mean, what does what does that give me? That that's yeah. nothing. So hasn't we to- want people. What's that?
0: It hasn't told you like really anything yeah. qualitative.
1: Yeah. yeah, we want people that can think outside the box. That that. Have you know that? And we're, we're actually seeing this more with newer grads. Um, you know, traditionally when we're looking to hire, our sort of sweet spot is in that two to three year post grad range, where someone's had the cl- some clinical experience, hopefully a good mentor. Um, but you know, at the same time, within six months, nine months at that clinic, they the lights going off in their head, saying, "Wait a second, you know, I can't do this for twenty years." Yeah. Um, and and that's really the the thought process that that brought me to to starting this business was. I think I was three or four years out of out of PT school and working in a relatively you know good situation, uh, making decent money in in Washington D.C. But, I you know staring at the same four walls all day and a stack of notes for lunch, and I was like, I, you know, how, how long can I really do this? Well, so that's maybe, why I started the business.
0: Maybe we already just helped Jesse because uh, you're you're <laughs> dropping some good lever le, uh, letters there and uh, for her cover letters, uh, place to yeah. put your best foot forward as a really good example. Um, different pitches. Does it have to be? An email or a cover letter? No, I don't know. Think, think how you could get into the mind of a of a of an owner or a, a fellow clinician. So, when people come and work with you, you found a good fit. They 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 had a good cover letter or a good first response, and they get in there. What's life like as a as a concierge physical therapist working with you?
1: Yeah, it, it varies greatly. I mean, it depends uh, on what that therapist is looking for. Um, if they're looking for sort of a side hustle, part time thing, that that certainly is something that we can. We can accommodate. You know, we essentially build out web pages um, uh, for for each therapist within each new city um, or location. Um, our SEO stuff, our Google ads are, are really strong. Um, we have a ton of organic hits. If you were to look at any of our locations and just you know type in whatever uh, at home physical therapy Cleveland. Um, we're going to come up pretty pretty high on that list, if not first, organically. And yes, we do pay for some Google ads, which you know I never thought I would do when I started this this business. But um, because of that, we get a, a tremendous amount of uh, inquiries through our website um, and phone calls that that generate through the website. Um, in some of our locations, you know, we've been more established. You know, we're we're going on 11 years in total now, based out of Washington D.C. So that's still our, our best and most established location but um in, in other locations where we've been for a number of years you know uh, other other groups know about us other therapy groups know about us certainly physicians and, and and md groups know about us so they'll refer to us um just just by by knowing what the quality we do and, and how we work um, so essentially we'll get a referral in um, we will sort of go through our initial um, you know, our initial process of figuring out, you know, is this an actual viable person that wants to work with us a, as a client? And you'd be surprised that, you know, when you have a forward facing, uh, you know, service b- business like, like we are, you, you get just ridiculous stuff coming That's through the what? website. You're, you're,
0: <laughs> oh, just, you're, you're smirking, which means you got a couple <laughs> of things that come to mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the biggest one that comes to mind is when we launched our pelvic floor program, um, you know, just we were getting just really obscene stuff coming to us through the website about people, you know, all sort of issues, sexual issues. And it it was clear that this was a joke to them. Um, Um, So, you know, you know yeah at this point it's pretty it's pretty low uh you know in occurrence i'd say you know one or five one to five a week is is probably what we're getting but once you go through that sort of you know internal filtration of like is this an actual client is this a case that that we can handle in in this situation because we you know we're not set up to handle um you know certainly if someone needs a ton of equipment or they need some right. sort of standing you know some some things we can't handle basically right. Um, what we do is we go through our process of, of verifying with that person, that client, you know, is, is this, you understand this is a cash based situation. Um, we get an idea of where they, they live, let's say in Chicago. Where in Chicago do you live? Is that an area that we can service? And then we go to our, our therapists um, on roster in those locations and we, we figure out who would be the best fit for them based on location, based on diagnosis, based on, on schedule. Um, and then we coordinate the evaluation for that therapist. Um, once the therapist shows up, does the evaluation, they, they base their assessment, um, their, their frequency and duration on their assessment. Do I want to see this person twice a week, once a month? You know, what, what really is the situation here? And then they schedule out the follow up appointments. Um, you know, that, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, in terms of we, we verify all insurances at this point um, ahead of time. So a prospective client is going to understand, hey, I'm going to potentially get 50 percent of this fee back to me after I file for insurance or, you know, worst case scenario, they have a huge deductible or they don't have insurance. So we, we are very transparent in that process of. Letting someone know that, you know, this is going to cost you X amount of dollars per appointment. This is what you can expect, an estimation of what you can expect if you were to file for insurance. And we do help on the back end um, with, with claim submissions. Um, so th- there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff behind the scenes outside of the clinical.
0: So you're taking the front desk. And the website of a traditional clinic, and you're saying it doesn't necessarily need to be in the city that the patient or the clinician is at this moment. You're saying, listen, we know we know how to we know how to dr- make sure we're known that we can provide this service. And by we, you're saying your staff of of therapists who want to do this as much or as little in terms of like, uh, you know, is this a side thing? Is this an after hours a weekend thing? Or am I in an area where we're going to get a lot of requests like this? Am I in an an area like a DC or an Arlington where you're going to see maybe more of this, a little more affluent? Um, And this could be my entire roster. So you are, you know, kind of in conjunction that that front desk for that physical therapist, bringing them in and then you get them to the right PT.
1: That's right. It's almost like a brokerage situation. We're trying to match a client with a therapist, like I said, based on diagnosis, location, and you know, because of the way we hire, the the, the types of therapists that we're looking for, um, again, really relationship-driven type right. therapists. Um, once that connection is made, and it, it, you know, at this point, I think I mentioned this last time we talked. I'm pretty sure we're at least 50% psychologists, um, more than physical therapists. You get a connection with someone. You know, you, you can certainly help them clinically. Um, it, it doesn't have to be right away, and it doesn't matter if it's right away. If they like you, if you were able to help them and drop some knowledge on them, they're going to have you come back. Um, you know, without without any questions.
0: This is behavior change. Good luck getting behavior change without a relationship built, right? I mean, yeah. even even if you're kids, you got a relationship there. Clean your room. You got to say it like eleven times, right? So if you want behavior <laughs> yeah. change, that relationship is definitely going to going to help. When when people ask because this happens a lot. Uh, I work at Fox Rehabilitation. That is considered outpatient physical therapy in the home for older adults. Mm-hmm. People say, well, you do home health. You're providing physical therapy in people's homes so that they, they have that word home, there's that keyword. So concierge yeah. physical therapy and home health, when when a clinician asks you that, what's your like quick differentiator?
1: Yeah, well, honestly, the first couple of years I, I was doing this, I spent half my time just explaining how it wasn't home health. Um, <laughs> that, that was the big thing, you know, um, you know, at this point, I just leave it as as a simple statement of we bring the outpatient clinic to your house or your right. home um, or your office. Um, it, it, and I just leave it at that. And I think it's certainly therapists at this point. Um, you know, the, the whole mobile PT stuff has just gone crazy in the past couple of years. Um, they get it and I think you know it's really shown in in clients understanding that that it's an option for them um so the, I haven't had to do it as much as I used to but uh, tr- initially it was all the time yeah,
0: yeah and I, I mean I graduated in 16 so I was in PG school 13, 13 to 16 and I think like then I mean that's when I first got in, you know exposed to it and it was like oh this is so you can only do it in major cities and there can only be so many. Um, and that's with anything, right? These cell phones aren't going to stick around. This internet thing's just a fad. It's a lot of things that you're like, well, there's no way it's not going to be there. We're still talking about this. And I just think the more people are talking about this, like in our Facebook group online, people exchanging ideas and saying, well, I guess if enough people, I mean, we had a great comment uh, on the show a while ago. Uh, a guy just picked up everything he had, moved to Vermont. He's like, I just want to be a snowboard PT. And I had him on, and I was like, "What gave you the permission to do that?" He's like, "I heard enough people on your show talk about it about doing what they mm-hmm. wanted to do," and I figured, yeah. "Why not?" So there's enough people who have been hearing about Concierge PT and hearing from people who do this that I think mm-hmm. of even the people who are now in the middle of the bell curve. If you want to get all researchy, shout out to Jason Craig for uh, teaching research at Marymount. You, now you get into the middle of the bell curve where enough people are going. Those people on the right of the belt—they haven't failed yet. They're still—they're still doing and no. talking about this. So this is a thing. No. So I think you're now you're hitting kind of max capacity now.
1: Yeah. No. It totally makes sense. I mean, certainly you know uh, nowadays it, it's much easier for uh, a new therapist or a therapist that wants to start their own business to to try to do this. I mean, that that said, it, it's still very difficult to to turn it into a side job into a business is, is the hardest concept out there. I mean, it's one thing if it's a side hustle and I'm picking up clients, you know, after work and on the weekends and yeah, you can, you know, make a couple thousand dollars a month, whatever, but to turn it into a business, which is different than a job, you know, right. a business you're, uh, you're making money when you're not physically at work. Right. Um, you know, that, that's, that was a huge step for me personally um, and really, It happened when uh, I removed, I started to remove myself clinically from the business and started to make it not about me, Um, you know, and not that I ever had this huge PT ego or thought that I was ever great of a, a therapist per se, but it became clear that, you know, I was getting a lot of calls and emails maybe like six or seven years ago, like, oh, I heard you're the guy, you're the guy I have to see. And I'm like, am I really the guy? I mean, I know I'm good, but, you know, there has to be other PTs out there that can come into this, this concept and when you do that and you make it not about yourself and you you remove yourself clinically, that's when the business just took off for me.
0: what, what is what what of a difficult part? Is it because there need there there is this left and right brain? Like there you have to be doing enough. You mentioned SEO or making sure, taking time and making sure that this patient understands what you're actually providing, if it's right for them. It's hard. I mean. How do you how do you divide your week into be doing both things really well, jumping back and forth from kind of a clinical brain to a business brain? It, gets, it can kind of get hard, I imagine.
1: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, as uh, you know, as you get older, it, it, the actual PT clinical work, uh, certainly if you're a manually based therapist, you're doing a lot of you know physical things throughout the day working. It, it's draining uh, mentally, uh, physically. And then, you know, the next day to think, oh, I'm going to you know spend all this time you know doing claim submissions or helping people understand insurance. It, it's really, um, you know, it, it's a hard road to hoe if you're going to take that approach. So like I said, it, getting what took off for us was really me removing myself clinically from the business and devoting as much time as I could to, you know, how do we take this to the next level? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of uh you know misunderstanding about people therapists thinking just because they're good clinicians they get good outcomes that they can yeah. start a business and become successful in that business that's not that's not the case um i think that's a really big misconception out there um like i said earlier it's certainly a high, side hustle um uh, an extra job for yourself that's totally doable but to turn it into a business is a completely different story
0: yeah it is and a lot of times people will see it they'll i mean i I wind up, you know, I don't uh, work in concierge physical therapy, but I work in podcasting and communications and I will talk more people out of starting a podcast than into it because I'll have this conversation, I'll make it about them and I'll say, well, what do you want? What are your goals? I want this and this and this. And eventually a lot of people are like, I want to be on a podcast. I don't want to run one. Like, well, did you know we do this and we do this? And it takes a couple hours to do this. And they're like, oh, I don't like any of that. I'm like, oh, I do though but it's good that you ask those questions because when you get yeah. kind of like you know when you get like 50% in your and you're waist deep you're like i didn't want any of this so it's good to ask those questions um, you got to ask what, them
1: ahead of time for sure
0: you got to ask them ahead of time because you're investing time and money uh, into this mm-hmm. what makes a mm-hmm. good you mentioned like you know making sure your cover letter and your first uh, your first communication to like a business owner is always good and that mm-hmm. applies everywhere what makes a good concierge physical therapist is there the couple qualities where you're like boom i met this person i'm like yeah. he's got it
1: yeah, it goes back to um, that cover letter. You know the, the the big the big number one thing, in my opinion, if you want to be a successful um, physical therapist, any healthcare provider, uh, you know, it, it's communication. You have to communicate clearly. You have to communicate well. You have to communicate honestly. Um, and sometimes you're going to tell people they don't want to hear, and you you just got to put it to them straight and and help them understand this is why this the situation exists. And that, in my opinion, is the single most, um, uh, you know, important personal trait, personality trait of, of any physical therapist that works for us. Certainly, uh, like I said, any healthcare professional that "quote unquote" bedside manner. Um, uh, you know, again, I'm not sure if we're 50% psychologists sometimes, maybe 80% other times. But if you're able to talk with someone, even as simply as explaining their their medical situation, their orthopedic situation. Um, on a, you know, in a lay term, on an anatomical level, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I've had this knee problem for 10 years and no one has ever told me so clearly what you told me. Yeah. And right then, when I when I hear that, um, not only does that make me feel good as a person and a clinician, but I know that we, we basically have created a relationship that, you know, it doesn't matter if their knee hurts next year or if they have a, you know, a headache, they're going to call me or call us. Yeah,
0: it's relationship building. It's uh, yeah. love, love moments like that. You know, no one ever said it to me like that. I now understand it. I mean, that's the that's the light bulb moment that teachers talk about when they when they see that the person they're talking to or teaching like gets it, and they're like, "Yeah, I yeah. live for that moment." Um, that's great.
1: Uh, it makes me question a little bit. You know, I always talk about the alphabet soup PTs have after mm-hmm. their their names at this point. The css and those you know all the, the the credentials that we like to put out there for people to see At the end of the day uh you know clients patients they, they don't really care about that stuff no. um you know they, they want to ha- have someone that listens to them and that can help them and that's all they care about and
0: that's not saying like somebody there was a social media discussion going on about that that's not saying hey c- being a lifelong learner and continue education we're not saying don't do those things right we're saying, like, make sure you focus on the important thing when, when, you know, the, 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 the line I love to use about communications, and I got a couple of them, but this one is um, the message that clearly communicates one thing is infinitely better than the message that fails to communicate five things. Sure. And when you give someone an alphabet soup of all this what you've done is you've, you've, you've overloaded them cognitively and now they don't understand anything. So yeah, I understood you, you showed them all your letters. Congratulations for your, yeah. I'm going to start calling it a, uh, the, the peacock. It's you're just, <laughs> talking. you're putting all, you're putting all the letters behind yeah. you to make it look fancy and look how, look how good your plume is. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is, that is definitely something that people pay attention to. It either does this or it does this it welcomes or it pushes them away. Uh, what's that I didn't ask? Is there anything I didn't ask that you'd want to get into or you want people to know?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, you know, this business has changed a lot for me personally, and and for the therapist working working with us. You know, it, it started out as a side hustle for myself, um, and you know, it's grown to you know over 000, 000 a million dollar year revenue wow. business. And for you, um, we, we've had you know even last year, uh, which you know I think everyone had that oh shit moment somewhere in, in probably late March, early April. Yeah. You know, I was I saw our revenue cut by eighty percent through April and May and I was like "Is my livelihood just you know we had projected a huge year is my livelihood just completely gone um and what we ended up actually beating uh 2019 last year because the rest of the year was so strong we actually you know late uh 2020 was just our best quarter ever first quarter this year our best quarter ever so um, i think again you know if there's there's a lot of therapists out there that, that hear about this that, that want to start it on their own it's a lot harder than than being a good therapist um, you know you can't just have a couple people that that think you're good and those are your core clients um, you, you've got to have a, a ton of revenue cycles um, revenue streams coming into you you know 10 12 different avenues of how people are finding you and how people are re- being referred to you and, and where that that revenue stream is coming from it has to be diversified if you just have you know 15 20 people that 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 like you and and you think you can make a business out of that it's not going to work
0: yeah that's good advice good to hear on the on the last year that's really really good to hear oh, yeah. I, I think that speaks highly of the way you structured your organization and i think physical therapy as a whole which is we provide a great service everybody sort of panicked in march april may Um, But then once people decided, like, listen, this is we're we're changing. I need to figure out how to get this thing that is valuable. If it wasn't valuable, nobody would have been fighting for it. Nobody would have been said, let's figure a way around this to get this to get back to me having that physical therapist in my life any which way I can. So I think this is that speaks highly about people who position themselves and communicate and the profession as a whole.
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Brian, are you ready for three questions? We're going to do three questions. Are you prepared? Let's do it. Three questions. All right. Three questions brought to you by our friends at Fusion Medical Staffing. Find them online at FusionMedStaff.com. Leaders in travel physical therapy. If you're thinking like, hey, I don't know, I want to take this area of the country for a test drive. I say go back to your PT school days and say like, uh, it's like doing a clinical rotation. I want to go live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't know. Take it for a three month test drive. Who knows? Uh, They've got job transparency as well. No more like 25 emails to find out like, where, what is it? What's the pay? Like, just give me, I need to know these things. Let's just be transparent. Be transparent with me. Uh, they do that as well. So find them online again, fusionmedstaff.com. Uh, uh, Brian, first question is a where question. You're in Dallas, but once we're free to uh, move about the country safely, as Mike Chua says, hi, hi, Mike. Love you, buddy. I'm going to be on your podcast pretty soon, Mike. Uh, where do you want to go? Where's a place you've got to get to that you haven't been to in a while?
1: Well, um, I, I've been here recently, so it's but th- it's Crested Butte, Colorado. Um, I'm not sure if you know where it is, but oh. I lived in Crested Butte for about a, a year after graduating college in like 2000. I know I'm dating myself right now, but um, and I hadn't been back since uh, since then until just after Christmas last year. I went with my wife and my kids, and it it hadn't changed, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Just this gorgeous, gorgeous small ski town with incredible incredible um people the mountain itself is gorgeous it's where the original the very first x games was was done just oh, a yeah. very vertical tough, tough skiing mountain so real skiers um i think they allow snowboarders um but uh, it's really a, a skiers paradise and the town itself is just gorgeous
0: where is it in really like in colorado like what's it close to
1: it is in like the south central basin so basically if you're to look colorado is basically a square yeah um if you're to put a pinpoint in the smack dab middle and maybe go south about 50 or 75 miles. It's, it's right in that location.
0: I love Um, little like that little hidden gems like
1: that. Uh, Very very difficult to get to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which makes it fun and special. And I love the fact that it hasn't changed, which is also nice. Uh, Second question is a, what question we see, if you're watching a live stream watching the video, we see a lot of books behind you, but what's something you've read or watched or listened to a book, a movie, something that you think the audience could get value from.
1: Yeah. So full disclosure, I got a five year old and a three year old and like my free time is not mine. So, (laughs) um, you know, the thought of and I joke about this with my wife, we we say we all need to take a, a trip together, like go to a beach and just sit on a beach and read. And just sleep, you know, nothing so overly romantic. Just basically recharge. So reading is is not something that I'm doing a lot of currently. I did recently read um, a, a book about marketing called The Alchemist, um, which uh, was really interesting. Just trying to again get into people's heads and help them un- help me understand how people make decisions and why they make decisions. Very very interesting read. I'm, I'm much more into podcasts. Um, again, you know, in Dallas, I'm, I'm driving a lot and. Um, I'm listening to uh, a t- anything related to, to crime series. Yeah. Um, a lot of you know things that kind of get me out of business mode on my on my drive really help. Um, so uh, you know the I think it's the Wondery series. They've got a couple um, uh, you know a couple a couple podcasts that I'll listen to regularly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check out the Alchemist. That's you're not the first person who's mentioned that on the show. I'm gonna look into that yeah. one. Uh, final mm-hmm. question is a who question. It's about people. Uh, who is someone the audience should know more about?
1: Yeah, from a PT perspective, and I think I mentioned these two guys um, last time I was with you, uh, Jerry Durham yeah. uh, on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook, he, he just gets it, you know, totally going back to that communication, his whole, his whole thing is wrapped up on the front desk and how the front desk is, is built, you know, builds your business for success. Um, you know, it's not about the fancy equipment. It's not about what credentials you have. It's, it's about, again, that communication between, in that case, between the front desk person and front desk uh, staff and, and the clients. Um, totally understands what, what really people, uh, prospective clients, um, really thrive off of. The other is uh, uh, Tony Maritito, Maritato. Yeah, um, who, who does uh, something uh, called from zero to paid on Facebook and YouTube, which helps clinicians go through the whole Medicare enrollment process and understand, you know, Medicare issues. Um, I think he's, he's helping a, a lot of therapists navigate Medicare Part B. You know, I think traditionally uh, therapists have always thought of Medicare as like the boogeyman out there. And right. um, that's unfortunate because, you know, that's definitely our, our largest potential client pool. Um, and and also they, they actually aren't that difficult to deal with. The enrollment I think is a little daunting for people, but once you do it, you know, half a dozen times, it, it really kind of becomes automatic.
0: Two good guys. We've had Jerry on the show a number of times. Anthony's coming up on August 11th. We just booked him
1: nice, for nice. the show.
0: And and Jerry, talking about being into podcasts, he's doing like a 12 day series right now. Uh, what's best for the patient is best for business. So he's essentially just dropping like an episode every day for like 12 days in a row. So if you're looking for something, uh, Jerry is at Jerry underscore Durham, I believe. Yes. Under uh, Jerry at under uh, Jerry underscore Durham PT. Isn't that funny how we not, we talk with underscores now. You didn't think we'd be doing that when we were in high school. I didn't think I'd be doing that. Uh, last thing we do on the show, Brian is called the parting shot. Doing the party shot right now, brought to you by our friends at the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. If you're looking for uh mentorship, a path to follow, if you're looking to level up your orthopedic game, the Academy of Orthopedic PT. I could stop there, but I digress and we'll go on. Uh they've got current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. They are coming out with a uh another update. This is volume five. Uh that is a perfect path, a guidepost, just a complete map to your OCS if you're thinking about doing that. If that's something you're thinking about, just go check it out. OrthoPT.org from our friends at the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. All right, Brian, your parting shot is your mic drop moment. The last thing you want to leave with the audience, what do you got for them today?
1: Well, um, I think I just want to talk about PT and social media for a second. I mean, there's a, a a ton of physical therapists out there that are, in a sense, you know, not certainly they have PT degrees, but they're really content creators more than anything at this point. Um, and I think you know, regular physical therapists who are still working clinically, kind of get caught up in this need to produce you know videos of themselves doing kettlebell swings and all sorts of exercises. And I'm not sure how, how beneficial that is for our profession, to be honest with you. I think there needs to be some, some maybe different thinking in the social media circles about how the, the profession can be presented through those channels. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm not a social media person. So, uh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just barking up the wrong tree here, but, uh, you know, no more kettlebell swings. I, I've seen way too many of them.
0: I think we're all social media people. I think at this point th- it, this is how we communicate. This is how we are social. And I did a an Oxford debate not long ago where we the 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 prompt was and I think we have a photo of it. There's the Oxford debate. That's me in the uh the breaking bad outfit. And I don't I mean, I don't I think we have the picture of me. Oh yeah, the, when when I won the damn thing, we uh, we jumped into the crowd. But the, the the prompt there at that Oxford debate was was hashtag hazardous. That was that was my line, which is like listen, this is a tool. Yes, it can produce good, but you should You should treat it like, you know, a hammer can build you a house or, you know, could hurt somebody. So it it definitely is like think before you post. Right. I mean, and Gary Vaynerchuk is a good guy to follow what he's like. If you're doing it for the follows, like you're doing it for the wrong thing. Like you really need to be thoughtful about what you're putting out there.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of follow the leader in in the posting that I see. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Um, And I don't know if there's a playbook out there that they're following or something, but. I think
0: um, the playbook is follow the leader, which is like, I mean, even Instagram has gone to a model of of trying to not hide, but make it difficult to see how many likes a particular post gets, because mm -hmm. that shouldn't be the driver because then we're making photocopies of photocopies or you're doing it, you know, if, what do they say? If the uh, if if the you know if, if the end is the tar if the test is the target the test is the measure you're not what are you measuring anymore? If you're just doing really really, really to get likes are you actually providing any value? So I think I think just being th- I think the line really is be thoughtful and what what value are are you providing? Yeah. Like uh, Leave them with the website. Work when they uh, reach out to send you a well crafted letter. <laughs> would like to communicate.
1: Yeah, Um There is an S at the end. Uh, there are about 20, 25 of us now. And, you know, there is a, a link at the bottom in the footer there for join our team. Um, or you can email info at conciergephysicaltherapist.com. Um, but, you know, definitely think think before you, you reach out and, and put something together that explains who you are and what why this would work.
0: Yeah, I love that. All right, fellow Marymount Saint, I'll be back uh, on campus at Marymount doing their virtual graduation uh, coming up next weekend. But uh, good to catch up with you, Brian. Glad to hear your, your continued success and uh, can't wait to catch up again when you got some more therapists uh, working
1: with you. Thank you. Have a good one, Tim. The P.T. Pinecast is a product of P.T. Pinecast, LLC.
0: It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. (laughs) And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year P.T. student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. P.T. Pintcast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at P.T. Pintcast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend.
1: This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.